Welcome to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. Hey, that's me. Hi, and welcome to Positive Talk. Our show features the best positive stories and people from around the globe as we endeavor to answer the universal question of why am I here and what is my purpose? Understanding that can change everything and knowing your greatness is fundamental to living your best life. So join us right now as together we work to create the adventure of our lifetime. Well, good afternoon, everybody. We have a tremendous show for you today. I hope you'll stay with us for the entire time. We have got a a healer, a chiropractor. She is working in energy arts and with a lot of different modalities, all designed to help you live your best life, whether it's detoxifying yourself or energy work or just a whole bunch of stuff and we're going to get into all of it right now and dr emma how are you today i'm doing great thank you for having me today kevin well thank you for being here now you're in southern california today yes and, we are and, <laughs> and you've been getting more rain than any southern california that has expected in a long time but uh Hopefully it will dry out fairly soon. But look on the bright side. All your all your uh, reservoirs are filling up. It's it's lovely to have water here in California. And <laughs> it's lovely to be on a radio show to spend the time. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad that you're here. You have a um a uh, facility which is called the SC Vitality Center. And if you want to follow along, you can go to our um her website which is san clemente vitality.com and uh, you're 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 where uh, uh president this goes way back longer than you probably but um the white house was in san clemente when nixon was in office and Years. there's still a nixon uh, territory with a very beautiful house on the cliff and it's a it's a beautiful area that they had on the cliff still Yes, indeed. So what got you involved and started? And tell us a little bit about your story. How did you become um, an energy worker, a chiropractor, doing looking at natural ways of really living a better life? My story starts from a very young age because I had an amazing life. My dad was a military doctor for the French army. We traveled a lot. And through those traveling, I needed a friend and I got connected to a spiritual guardian angel and he at at age 12 and very early on i was first interested in how amazing life is and how beautiful our planet is and from there i started getting interested in how the body was functioning and i started with energy work when i was 18 uh, chiropractic was no when i was 20 i graded uh doctor of chiropractic at 25. And then I really was interested in the power of the mind, uh, energy work, how the physical body works, how the brain works. And the more you put your finger into this domain, I feel like the more, the more you, you want to learn more about it. It's like you get swallowed into like a, a deep rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, now tell me about your spirit guide. Was that a person in, in the flesh or was that somebody on the other side? It was, I think, somebody on the other side. The way it happened is that I was, uh, we were traveling with my dad, so we were in Djibouti during that specific trip. And um, when we, we we would visit him during uh, Christmas vacation, he would take 
us around the area where it was. So that area was Djibouti, but we did Rwanda, we did Madagascar. So we explored quite a different part of the world. And during that trip, I remember we were going to a lake, the Lake Assan, and it was a very long road, probably six hour drive, and there was nothing. There was no trees. There was just a, a dirt road with rocks on either side. There was no clouds in the sky. And I remember being like so bored. And probably was fighting with my brother. And my, at one point, my dad is like, okay, you have to be quiet. You have to be good. <laughs> and so I decided that I was just going to find a friend. And there was one cloud that showed up in the sky. And I, was, I said, I was going to find a friend in the clouds, like in a cartoon I was watching when I was a kid. And I went up, I met Max, and it was my imaginary friends for many years. And But every time I would be alone, every time I would be walking somewhere, I would call on to him and ask him to be with me on this journey. And he would show me the world. He, would, he, he taught me how to meditate. He taught me how to communicate with animals. He taught me how to look at the flow of life. And so until I was 16, I didn't understand exactly what he was. I didn't have the word to explain that he was a spiritual guardian angel. I thought he was just an imaginary friend. And at 16, we did a Silva mind control seminar with my mom, where it's a it's a seminar where you go into deep state of relaxation, you, you go down and you create a mind lab. And in that mind lab, you discover your spiritual guide. And so I'm going down into the, the lab, I'm opening the door to the lab, and I'm seeing Max, and I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, what did you think I was this whole time? Wow. And... And the realization came to me. And from that moment on, I stopped having that just imaginary friend and I used him as spiritual guide. And I was a lot more conscious about what I was asking him about energy work, which I started doing energy work when I was 18 um, and then chiropractic. And then within my chiropractic practice, people very early on came to me and they're like, oh, honey, you have a gift. And I was like, no, I don't have a gift. I went to school, I'm educated. And people are like, you don't understand, honey. People that have, that you do what you do, they just don't go to school. There's something more about you. And so that's when I started looking into how this spiritual guide was helping me into many, many areas of my life. Now, in your conversations with Max, by mm -hmm. the way, I love the name, uh, Max the Spirit Guide. Um, it's not, not like Gabriel or Michael or anything. I mean, it could be, but, but I love Max. Um, but uh, in your conversations with him, did he kind of explain to you what energy was and how important it was and, and how it affects all of our, our bodily systems and all of, all of that? Because I know he, he, he helped you with that when you were like... He did. It, it, it's more than just like when I was learning something new in class, for example, or reading a book or when I was doing that training for energy healing... He, was, he had showed it to me before without the world, without the understanding. And when I started learning and having conscious word about it, it clicked that that's what he was showing me. Cool. And it, because you know, when you, I was too young, I think at first when I started working with him to have the words to really understand. And the way I, he, he taught me was not through word, was more through feelings and sensation. Ah. Uh. And that, that's how they do that. 
because mm-hmm. they they don't necessarily have a voice they don't have a voice box per se so they <laughs> they send everything to you through telepathy and through uh, energy and 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 those sorts of nondescript things right so for me the more i get educated and the more i learn and the more i listen even today to podcasts and different work the more i can perceive his guidance and sometimes i can feel him like pointing this is important ah. L- this is important remember remember this <laughs> it's it's like a little it's like a little nudge it's like it's like come on Pay attention. Well, I, I surely hope that uh, Max is uh, with you today and, and he's so telling <laughs> you that this is an important interview to do and that we're going to have a great deal of fun talking about all the things that you do. Mm-hmm. So is, is Max there? Do you know? Have any idea? He's, he's always there. I have to say he's always there. That's got You know, I got to tell you, that's got to be very comforting mm-hmm. to know that you have. And, and you know, we all do. We all have got spirit guides and, and folks on the other side who look out after us. But a lot of us don't recognize that. We poo-poo it. We, mm-hmm. we say, oh, no, there's nobody over there. But there is indeed, yes. and, and it's good for all of us. You know, there's that saying that says that what we're most afraid of is how powerful we are and that we have a tendency to hold ourselves down. Uh, somebody was explaining to me the other day that he, he sees it as um, – as like an ocean and you're a, a cork floating on the ocean and it's like your your stress your protection your it's, it's just really holding that cork under the water and to so that you don't see the full potential of what you are uh, i it's, it's the same concept so same a friend concept. of mine sent me the other day um a picture of an iceberg mm-hmm. and an exactly. iceberg if you look at it, an iceberg, like 20% of the iceberg you can actually see. Mm-hmm. 80% is underneath. hidden underneath. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's very similar to how we are as people. Yep. So the idea is really to open yourself up to trust what's going on, to trust those sensations, to trust that gut feeling, to trust your intuition so that you allow yourself to be guided by it. And I, Go ahead. No, that's all I have to say about it. Okay. <laughs> so there. Um, but no, I trust is one of my favorite words. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you trust in yourself and you trust in the things that are being brought to you, great things will happen. Great um, things happen. I'm, con- I'm convinced of that. If you go ahead. And when I work with my patient, I don't tell them that I want to fix them and I don't want, I want to, I know better than them what they need to do. I want to open themselves up so that they can tap into their own wisdom, their own intuition, their own connection to that spiritual so that they can guide them their own self because I don't know what they need to do to get their best life. But I can help them figure out how to open themselves up so that they can trust themselves so that they can open up to their best life. And that's really an important concept Mm -hmm. is opening up yourself, opening your heart, getting out of your head and finding out what your intuition is actually telling you. Exactly. 
Yeah, that's really what I'm looking for. And it's true that I, we live in a world where it's hard to do, where we're pushed for power, for money, for toxins, for sugar food that are making this physical amazing body not work as well as it could be. Exactly. So it's returning to a more basic sense of who we truly are so that we can express that in the world and, and be authentic and be full of joy and life and light. and by our energy, make this world a better place. It is vital, I believe, that all of us understand that we have got, and I say in the, in the opening, that we have a tremendous potential to understand our own greatness. Our and own greatness, we, exactly. If we understand our own greatness, then we can have the adventure of a lifetime. Exactly. But so many of us don't think, they. we remember the stories from when we were a child. And we remember folks that were not necessarily kind to us all the time. Mm -hmm. And so we take those stories and we believe them. I'm not good enough. I'm not skinny enough. I'm not pretty enough. And I think we live in a world where we, we like to compare. You know, the grass is always greener on the other side. We, we, we watch people through Facebook and we're like, wow, they have their perfect life. But we're only seeing a very small windows of their existence and a lot of it is not true. And it's easy to be like, look, I'm drinking this wonderful drink full of greens and still not do have the things you need to be doing. So it's easy to show a good face, but not really live it. And But I think it's interesting too, because a lot of people are now influencers are influencing people into living a better life and doing better things. But again, be careful the power, the money, the influence that goes with that. <laughs> For me, it's important to connect with your own values. I couldn't agree with you more. It is, in fact, vital that all of the values that you have within you come from within you. Yeah. Um, and that and that being kind, being generous, being thoughtful, um, all of those things are things that make us feel good inside, don't they? They do. And there's the problem that a lot of people now, there's the, this word empath. And there's so many people struggling of being an empath, of being sensitive and wanting to fix other people's stuff. Because who likes to see somebody suffering? Who likes to see somebody sad? Who likes to look at somebody angry? And so we have all those empaths that wants to, to jump in and help and save other people. And those people might not want to be saved. You know, the inter you, you bring up a, a superbly interesting point is that our lives are a journey that we created before we even got here, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yep. And I so agree with that. So consequently, there are times when we plan our existence to be a certain way in order for us to learn lessons here yes. and to get have experiences and to become a better to become, as you said earlier, who you really are. And sometimes it takes a while to do that. And if you short circuit somebody's mission or path, you're not really doing them or yourself any any favors, are mm -hmm. you? Not really. I had a I had a patient that made a realization, big realization not long ago. And she was like, she, she felt like her job was to make her husband happy. And she was very depressed because she really felt like our mission, our, our life was revolving about making her husband happy. And one day I was like, but why are you looking to make him happy? Shouldn't 
he tried to make himself happy, why does he have to rely on yourself to be happy? And he's like, and by making him happy when he doesn't want to be happy, you're kind of enabling him to stay in that unhappy state. Why don't you let him dig himself a little bit into that unhappiness until he decides to really be happy by his own choice? And for her, it was very much transformative to have the, the ability to be like, I'm not responsible for my husband's happiness. That's, that's profound. It's very, it, it was very profound. It was amazing. And from there, she's still with her husband. She's still a good wife. But she's like, the day is unhappy. I'm not responsible for it. He has to figure out his own way to be happy. And she's not stressed the same way, and it's not a burden for her to carry any longer. Which makes her happier. Which makes her happier, a better grandma. She's starting to take healing classes because, because she wants to keep helping people, but not in the same strategies. Well, and there are some of us out there that are people pleasers. Of course. And so we think in terms of, how can I make everybody happy? Mm -hmm. and, but we don't think about, how can I make myself happy? My husband is like that a lot. He, he likes making everybody else happy, which is really nice. <laughs> but I'm telling him all the time, I'm like, you have to focus on yourself. You have to, to create your own happiness. You have to, to, to look around and not just focus on me, on the kids, on the practice, on everything else. You have to look at yourself. And be kind to yourself. And be kind to yourself. Be and, your best friend. <laughs> yes. yes, and I, I just, I just love the the message. You have developed this message over time, and in conjunction with your spirit guide Max, mm -hmm. and you've become a a very uh, gifted person in these in these things with the schooling. Chiropractic school is not an easy thing. It's it's like a four or five year adventure. Yeah, and and it's in, but you learn so much. You learn a lot about how the body function, how the physiology, the pathology, how the body moves, how the neuroscience and the brain, the nervous system. It's, it's fascinating. I think I was driven toward chiropractic school for a good reason, because there is a really good base into that holistic practice and to really like respecting your body, taking care of the body so that the body works good so that you can be connected spiritually and own those gifts in this world exactly like making, making this a reality and this physical reality because that is ultimately why you're here i think so is to live your best life and to make it all part of your reality and by the way we're talking with dr emma and we need to take a quick break and we're going to come back and i'm going to ask her that when you approach life in that way doesn't it make everybody else happy by default anyway we're going to talk about that when we come back we'll be right back you're listening to positive talk with kevin mcdonald and we're going to come right back so and welcome back everybody to positive talk with kevin mcdonald we have a wonderful guest here i'm enthralled with this conversation i hope that you are too her name is Dr. Emma. She is a chiropractor and a energy healer out of Southern California, but she actually can work all over the world because energy is a universal concept and it can go 
anywhere. But I wanted to ask you, going into the break, we were talking about um, how taking care of yourself is is a better way to be. But doesn't that, by, by its very nature, also uplift and help other people to find a better way for them to be, knowing that you're not going to do it for them? they get the opportunity to run their own ship. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And it's a concept called entrainment. And so entrainment is that idea that um, a high vibrate, a system that vibrates really high will entrain systems to vibrate at the same energy. And the, vib and the system that vibrates very low will entrain the field around to vibrate very low. That's why when you're surrounded by people that are depressed, you feel depressed yourself. When you're feeling, when you're around somebody that are like super energized and always happy, you have a tendency to feel happy too. So that's why we're saying that it's important to surround yourself with people that want the same things you do, that are going to be part of your community and that are going to help you lift you up rather than pull you down. Now, there is a there is something that I do need to mention here, and that is this. If you have been have you lived your life in a certain way and you decide like I did when I was 42, when I said, why am I really here? And is this all there is? There has to be more. So I went in search of what that could mean for me. Mm -hmm. But because of that, and I made some decisions about my energy level and what I was doing, there were people that had been in my life before that were operating at a certain level and now since my energy level and my vibration was raising mm -hmm. we no longer were compatible yes because you changed they didn't change yes and that's okay that's the, the way that i say it is i love you and mm -hmm. let you go mm -hmm. uh, you've got your own li life to live and you've got to live it the way that you feel uh, that you want to at the moment we can take a simple example with people that like drinking and very often young people like drinking and they're going to meet together and they're going to drink as a unit and maybe a relationship is going to get started during that group of friends and some a couple is going to form and a couple is going to get married and after within a few years the woman is generally changes and evolved from wanting to drink wanting to party every every weekend to wanting to raise a family and a child but very, but it's hard sometimes because the husband is still stuck with that wanting to have the party the drinking and the friends indeed and I've, i you've seen that a lot i know i I see, I see that a lot and so it's where the the path split and it's, I think when you're in a committed relationship, you need to grow together and accept to change as a unit. And if one wants to stop drinking alcohol, the other one should partake in it and, and grow together into that direction. And often it's hard because one of them doesn't want to stop the alcohol. Well, and the other thing is, is that they feel compelled to get you because they're more comfortable with the way you used to be yep. to get you to, Hey, come on, just, just, just have a drink with me. Just one, <laughs> uh -huh. just let's, let's go out and we'll see the old gang and we'll have a good time and we'll drink a bit and stuff like that. But if she doesn't want to, then mm -hmm. 
that and that's where work. we see that even in couples women will separate from their partner because life gets got them very much separate and growing into very opposite directions and let go of people that are not serving the purpose that you have in your life today and that has to be okay and and i think it has to be okay and because you're you are even even if you are you know with a group of people and you had you're the life of the party when you were in high school and stuff and you've always been around a group of people and when you change and you start to be more reflective about who you really are and what what purpose and what you really you want to do because alcohol stops you from doing really what you want to do yes alcohol is very limiting and and it's going to numb you out i mean there's there's things to be said about for and for alcohol about yeah making you more happy making you want to party more but at the end of the day i don't think that's what the purpose of life is is to be able to party every day of your life <laughs> well and then and then at one point in time now my brother my brother was an alcoholic and at one point in time it ceases to become a reward of doing great things to becoming a necessity of life yeah to where he and would the wake suffering. up yes he would wake up at 10 o'clock in the morning hung over mm. from the night before and so as he put it you know i wasn't feeling well so i just cracked a beer and that is at 10 o'clock in the morning and so that led to an entire day of drinking, of, drinking. Again. of course <clears throat> Of course. And then the next day he woke up, it becomes a vicious cycle. It's and it's very vicious. Yeah. So if, mm -hmm. if he, he, now, do you help people? If somebody came to you, Dr. Emma, and said, I got this problem with with uh, drinking and I really would like to solve it. I have, help? helped, I have helped people. I don't, I never tell people to stop drinking because that's, they know what they need to stop drinking. I give them other opportunity to feel their body and to realize that it's not part of their higher self to be drinking. And, and sometimes we're going to connect more to the suffering, to the emotional distress that leads to the numbing and the alcoholism. Um, I had a very successful patient that were like, I was drinking six to eight glasses a night, three, four, four times a week because I was going out and I was, and that's all I knew how to do was just to get that that uh, whiskey, that uh, club, whatever. And she's like, now I'm just drinking a soda and I'm as happy with it. So it's really a mindset change. It's a pattern change because we're dealing with the emotion. We're dealing with the pattern in the body so that you don't have, to, you can change pattern. You don't have to be stuck in the same way you've been doing things. It and sense. it's actually um, very courageous and positive when you make that decision oh it's a very courageous decision to make and when you can do that mm -hmm. and you want to change because the fact of the matter is you know you've only got so much time here this time mm -hmm. and you want to do everything that you can this time to accomplish everything that you by your own design created before you even got here yep. and if you don't do that then you're just destined to repeat the same thing again and you're going to go and be unhappy that you didn't accomplish everything that you wanted to yep. so it's by the way we're talking with dr emma you are sensational by the way thank you yeah. <laughs> let's go to san clemente uh, vitality.com find out more about her her whole team 
her family and everything everything about her because it's it is really interesting that by the way did you and your husband meet in chiropractor school or? we we did meet in chiropractic school That's we became you were there like 18 hours a day we we became very good friends pretty much the first quarter i was there we we did seminars together we we did a lot of things i and in our my last quarter pretty much i st i started looking at him differently and being like hmm he's kind of cute isn't he <laughs> And then I think he was not ready. My husband was really into school. He was very, um, very dedicated. It was his second career. He had already worked in the film industry and Hollywood and all that and was not. So when he, he jumped into chiropractic, he was not a young kid anymore. I was younger and I was more like, oh, this is fun and it's America. And <laughs> yeah, it was an adventure. It was a fun adventure to come study in chiropractic in, in, in California. It was amazing. And so we were not on the same planet for a long time. We still were friends and that we had a lot of point to connect with. But um, yeah, we started to connect at a deeper level almost when I started, I, I graduated as a doctor of chiropractic because it made sense at that point. I think I got more serious, more like head on my shoulder. Well, congratulations, because that that is I've known several people that have gone through chiropractic school. It's not an easy deal. It's as every bit as complicated as going to medical school. Mm -hmm. And you learn a lot of the same things that you we, we learn a lot of things. Uh, I like people that say we're not real doctors because we still learn a lot of what doctors are learning. There's a lot of the medication that we don't learn, but we, we learn how. I think even more how the body work, how to feed it properly, how to encourage it to work better in, ex, ex, instead of working how it gets sick and how to repair it when it's sick, which is more medical doctor. The chiropractor is really in, in, intent on getting the body to get optimized, to work better, to get the brain to connect to the body, to get the joints moving properly, to get people to be to stay active and mobile, to to get you to be able to focus and work with your brain the way it needs to work. So I love chiropractic. And when we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you a, my own personal story uh, yes. of what happened to me. Um, when my back went out, I have we call it the McDonald back. And my, my grandmother had it, my dad had it, my sister's got it, I've got it, one of my sons has it, and it's just a weakness in your low back and that has to be taken care of. But, I, but there was a moment in time when I desperately needed medical help because it was the most painful thing I've ever gone through. We're going to be right back after this station break. You're listening to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald and Dr. Emma, the chiropractor extraordinaire. This is fun, and uh, is fun. And, <laughs> and and so now now we're coming back. So, and welcome back to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. I got to tell you, my favorite people in the world are chiropractors because they save me from all kinds of mischief that I've created in my life. I was an athlete. I was a uh, um, a uh, football player, a, a, a baseball player, a wrestler. I did some boxing and all that stuff. And uh, there came a point in time where one day 
my back went out. My low back, L4, L5, you know what that is. That's yeah. the lower lumbar. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it, the pain was so sharp that I could not walk. And so my, my wife said, my wife at the time said, let's go to the hospital. Go to the emergency room. So I said, yeah, I better, I better go because this isn't going to get any better. So we go to the emergency room. We wait for a while, and they, they put us in and into a room, and, he's, and the, they said, lay down on the table. So I laid on, down on the table, and, and the doctor came in. I explained where the pain was, and he touched me, I think, one time, walked around, literally walked around the uh, table three times with his... Uh, you know, touching, you know, looking at his uh, his chin and, and going, well, you got a back problem. <laughs> I said, oh, really? <laughs> and he said, yeah, and I'm afraid there's really not much I can do for you. Um, I'm going to give you some muscle relaxers and some pain pills, mm-hmm. and hopefully that will calm it down. But I'm afraid eventually you're going to have to have back surgery. Yeah. And there's just no way around it. Mm-hmm. And so we, I crawled out of the hospital with my wife's help. And it was like, I can't do this. This is medical science. I can't believe they're telling me yeah. that. And they're, they're, anyway, so on the way home, there was a chiropractor clinic. And Dr. Cronlin, um, who we became good friends, was the chiropractor. And I went into here and I said, Doc. You got to help me. I'm in the restaurant business. I'm on my feet all day long. I can barely walk. And I walked in. I walked in and I was real crooked. You know, like uh-huh. you do when, you're, yep. when, you're, when your muscles all seize up. Yep. And, and your, uh, your um, uh, nerves are all out of whack. And, and your body's trying to protect you by seizing everything up. Mm-hmm. And, and so he said, well, I'm, let me see if I can help you. So he took some x-rays and we sat down and he said, you know, um, look at this and look at this and look at this. And this is all your L4, L5 and, and stuff. And he said, I think I can help you. So he puts me on the table and he adjusts me the first time I'd ever had an adjustment. It's weird and the first time for sure. <laughs> it, it was weird. And he had that table or what do you, what do you call it? A drop a down drop table. table. Mm-hmm. Yep. A drop table. And he, so that makes it even easier. And that's, that's pretty comfortable. Yeah. It was very comfortable, very loud. So mm-hmm. it was like it wasn't, you know, but it's a bit scary because it's loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but he adjusted me. Yeah. And I swear to you, I got off the table and you and said I walking. Walked out, I walked out of the chiropractor's office and the pain wasn't totally gone, but it was totally manageable by the next day. Yeah. It was almost gone. I went back to see him. Then it was gone. And. And so I never had to go get surgery that time. That's and awesome. I, be- I became a, a, fan a regular of patient. Mm-hmm. Oh, heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, why wouldn't you? If you, if you, if you exactly. are in I, I agree. <laughs> and the medical people say, I don't know, mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a bunch of pills, which by the way, I hate taking pain pills. I hate taking those, those kind of things. They just mess with me. I, ha- I had the experience of saving three people, three person like this. My first one, I remember, was in France. I was a young doctor, and I get that phone call from a wife, a, a, a patient, and and she's like, "My husband, my husband, he has a big event today, and he cannot get out of bed. Can you come home to my house and help him? I cannot even move him up." And I'm like, "Oh my goodness, this was my first one." 
And I was like, I can try. You know, we, we hear about those cases in chiropractic school where it's magical, you know, people in so much pain, they cannot get up out of their bed. So I'm going there, I'm bringing my table. He's bent forward, he can barely get up from his bed onto my table. I do a little something and he got up. He had a little bit of pain, but he got up and he was able to walk and he had a full day of event that he had to do. So it's amazing. I did three of those. It, it, every single one is, is incredible. It may, and it makes you as a healer feel mm -hmm. really positive about what you do. Yeah, it's it, it, it's really helpful. It, it's really good to help people. I personally prefer helping the younger kids. Like I have right now a 27 year old that has been like experiencing a lot of emotional trauma, um, a lot of abandonment, uh, child abuse when he was a young kid, not being fed at night. So no, he's, he's very skinny, he's not very tall. You can tell that digestively is not work his digestion is not working properly but emotionally is really like a, a mess everything is danger is protecting all the time those are the people i really like to help like transforming those kids that are that have so much anxiety that don't know where a normal word is where they feel in danger all the time that they're protecting themselves and you you can tell that their body's been struggling for a very very long time I'm so glad that there are people out there like you because we've got, we've got an, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we have an epidemic of kids that are either mistreated or ignored or mm -hmm. are having to go through things in their life and the stories that come out are kind of horrific. Um, There's horrible stories. We need to do better as parents. We definitely need to do better as parents. And, it would and, be and, and, and for me, it's not just the parents, it's the community, because you don't raise the kids by yourself. It's, I don't want to, to blame the mom that are doing everything they can, because that's not it. But in that community aspect and how we take care of the youth of the, the younger generation and how we help them create that better world for everyone, because they have more energy than we do. And, and with the technology, there's, I mean, it's, they can be so smart. When I'm looking at kids today, I'm like, they're so smart. And by the way, we need to depend on those kids because, and by the way, I apologize to the kids out there because we've kind of screwed it up for you, um, us older folks. And, they, and so now it's going to be up to you. Thank God you're smart. Mm -hmm. I, I think if we, I think as adults, as older generation, if we can, tap back to the respect that we can have for ourselves, for our planet, for our community, and really like start working on, on making this world a better place so that the youth can really create new pathways, new, new culture around being well with the planet. And that's one of, that's one of the cornerstones of what positive talk is all about mm -hmm. is to try and help people learn how to live their life a little bit better more energetically at a higher vibration to be kind to everybody yep. to be to be thoughtful and and to understand that this isn't a competition between anybody else this is a competition with yourself yep exactly and in a world where you can be anything be kind 
Exactly right. And I, I, and I've, I've learned this when I was driving a bus because I drove a bus for 12 years yeah. in, in, in Seattle. And I learned that I could affect the energetic um, um, vibration of the entire bus by my attitude mm-hmm. and how I behaved. If I was friendly and nice, everybody... The bus was friendly and nice. Correct. The day if you I were was, angry and bitchy, the bus all together was bitchy and angry. Very much so. Uh-huh. That's what the driver do. So if be a driver in your own life, decide to be happy and kind. Bring people on your bus that are going to be happy and kind. And if there's people around that are not happy and not kind and they don't want to climb on your bus, that's fine. Let, let them have their unhappy life. It's okay. And if, because, you know, they're going to, the way I look at it now is that if they're leading an ha- unhappy life, that's, that's on them. And they'll either figure it out or they won't. But exactly. it, it shouldn't affect you or how you act towards them or to Definitely anybody not. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they're unhappy that I have to fix them. I can show them how to be happy. I can be happy around them. I can be kind around them. But I don't have to fix them. And, and I think that's, it's not necessary. I mean, after that, there's people that pays me to help them, but I don't feel like I have to change everybody in the world and I have to change everyone. I'm helping where I can. And it's not to change everyone I meet. Well, and I got to tell you, you are doing a phenomenal job. And I love your philosophy. And I know that your, your patients love your philosophy as well. And, and you are leading them by example. We need to take a quick break. But before we go, this is our last break of the hour. But before we go, when we come back, one of my favorite things to talk about, which I don't think enough people talk about these days, I want to introduce people to an infrared sauna. And I know that you can help me with that. Yep. So we will be right back after this quick break. And stay with us. You're listening to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald, and we'll be right back. I have my own infrared sauna. I love them. And they're uh, awesome. <coughs> so I wanted, to, I wanted to touch bases with that. So mm-hmm. are you ready to go back? Are you having fun? Yep. It's awesome. I like it. Okay. <laughs> Good. So am I. This is fun. And welcome back to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. We've got an outstanding guest for you today. And her name is Dr. Emma. She is a chiropractor. She is an energy worker. She is a healer. And she also helps people detox. Now, I'm going to ask her what detox means in a general sense. But I, I got to tell you this story, and, and she'll correct me if I'm if I'm lost my mind or what. But my... Um, and, I have an infrared sauna that I bought. I've had it for like 10 years. Okay. And I bought it a while ago. It still works. It still does a good job. And I found that every time, you know how sometimes you wake up and you get the, you have the sniffles or you mm-hmm, got a mm-hmm. little beginning of a sore throat or something like that. You think, well, I'm catching a cold. I'll jump in my infrared sauna and be there for like 45 minutes. And when I get out, the symptoms are gone. It's like I gave myself a fever. Yeah, and, and that's it's... exactly what it is. Good. So I'm not crazy. No. So the, the, the way your body reacts to a 
bacteria or a virus coming into your body is going to by increasing the rate of your metabolism by increasing your temperature so that it can fight it does it makes the bacteria not as happy to be in that environment and it gives your immune system a little bit more help to to fight that bacteria off and so when you get a fever it's because generally you have a bacteria in your system and so if you feel sick and if you're like i'm going to take things in my own hands and i'm going to help with the sauna increase my own body temperature my body will sweat and will detox from those bacteria those toxins but give a chance your immune system to fight more it's a great way to fight a, a, an infection and, and very I, natural way to fight an, an infection right and i haven't had a cold in and, and i mean this sincerely in like 10 years that's awesome uh, because it, it for me it works and the other thing that's really cool about it is that you can plug an infrared sauna into a normal what is it 110 outlet or whatever normal is technology has been amazing and you can it's so much easier today to get a sauna than it was 20 years ago um if you look a little bit at the technology, we have different devices at the office. We have five or six different devices that use frequencies, that use light therapy, that use ionization to help the body function at a higher level. All those technologies are very amazing. And I really um, suggest to people to look into what modern technologies can do to help the body naturally function better. And that's a lot of bo body hacking, which is really cool. What's, what's body hacking? Body hacking is just finding technology to hack the body into working better, like you would oh, hack a nice. computer. Oh, very nice. Now, are there, uh, I get the sense that your facility is unique. Mm -hmm. is, is, would I be correct in that? It's, it's pretty unique, yes. We... We started it about five years ago now. Um, we, we came back from France. So we lived 13 years in France with my husband after we graduated. Our kids grew up in France. And when he started to realize that his parents were getting older, we decided to move back for family reason to be closest to his parents and move back to California. And so when we, we started the, our practice, we just started a regular chiropractic practice, thinking that this was going to be enough. But we didn't take in the concept that the food in America was really bad and then creating a lot of digestive issues and toxicity issues. And we were really interested at that time into how the brain worked and how we can work with brain inflammation and reducing that brain inflammation for less anxiety, less depression, less brain fog, but also working with ADHD and autism kids. And so starting to look at how toxic the food and the environment was, we decided that it would be better to start working in office with other modalities for improving brain health. And so those modalities were the ionic food detox bath that helps with detoxification, the infrared sauna that helps with detoxification, and the PMF mat, which is more um, grounding and brain balancing. So I one time went to a chiropractor in, in where I live mm -hmm. and they said, you know, we think that a foot bath would do you good. And so it was an ionized foot bath. Yes, that's what we have. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, I said, okay, well, fine. So I put my feet into it and just kind of relaxed for about 15 minutes. And then I looked down at, at the, in the water that was 
uh, my feet were in and the water had the, the, the my... transparent water that started with that turned into a brown ugly stinky <laughs> kind of thing that that's the one <laughs> apparently i'm not alone with that <laughs> with... The, the first time people do it are like wow this is disgusting and feel bad about how dirty it is and and the concept is that this gunk is better out than in that's it that, that's it so and it was it was shocking Mm -hmm. It was just shocking that, that they would be like, gee, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it for it to smell like that. Good Lord. Yeah. It, 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 it can be crazy. <laughs> People react to it a lot. Uh -huh. And and so if you want to get uh, detoxed, now there's, mm -hmm. you also do. So um, we, we do a recommendation on detoxification through diet. We have different powders we have different support in terms of supplement that helps with detoxification so we do uh, nutrition detox we do physical detox with dianic for detox pass in the sauna because it's really important to support those detoxification pathways to work better because we do live in an environment that have a lot more toxins than what a hundred years ago the toxins were so because the environment is so toxic that our body has a harder time dealing with those toxicity so it's just about supporting natural mechanism that the body naturally should be able to do it but because there's so much of it the body needs support now i will tell you that i do know that there are a lot of detox programs out there and mm -hmm. and some are better than Det others detoxification is very common in the industry just to it on a lot there's some that are really good and some that are not so good um be careful when you do a detox that your body is ready ready for it don't detox all the time all year long what i'm seeing a lot of people doing is doing detox for six months a year long detox oh, this is way too way too long your body is getting drained more than anything else you need to support natural function and you need to replenish and you need to help detox too but it, it, it's a balance it's a dance are you familiar with um, what they call a coffee enema, enema? detox? Mm -hmm. um, now, is that, I assume the coffee is cold before you apply it. Mm -hmm. in, 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 but is that, is, is that a good thing or, or not such a good thing? I, hydrocholine therapy, I find it's very interesting. Um, I, I find it interesting because when I started to do them for myself, I was talking to my mother-in-law and she was telling me that they would do enemas at home every weekend when they were kids. I think at one point in time, we had a lot more care for natural processes and helping our body do the natural processes. So going poop was, is very important. It's very important to empty yourself really well. A lot of people with this American diet have a lot of... Stuck mass in. stuck in their body not moving the way it needs to move and so doing coffee enemas can be very positive in if it needs to have some stimulation to help it might be not good for other people i don't like that idea that everything is good for everyone i don't think there's a magic pill that is going to fix everyone's problem it's really looking at what your body is doing and how can we enhance what your body is not naturally doing so some people will react really well to the coffee enemas some people will have a little more struggle with it and i've i've done um um intermittent detox before mm -hmm. and I've, i find that 
I think uh, a couple of days of fasting with with um, uh, aloe vera juice or something like that mm-hmm. works much better. But and not to go overboard with it, but just to detox your system a little bit and to give your your organs a break. We do live in a first world country, and the first world country problem is very different than the third world country problem. In this country, we eat way too much. So doing intermittent fasting on a regular basis can be a very nice way to give our stomach a break so that it doesn't have to digest food all the time. And because it's not going to have to digest food, it's not going to get as tired and as um struggling with having food all the time so again it's really figuring out what your body needs and sometimes that's what the body needs is intermittent fasting you know and i'll tell you in our society right now first of all correct me if i'm wrong but when you go to the grocery store um shop from the outside of the grocery store because that's where all the fresh things are most likely most most shops mm -hmm. At yeah. Sprouts, all the good food is in the center, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's where all the cookies and, and candy and stuff mm-hmm. is. Um, but but you want to try and try and minimize it. I mean, you can't do everything. But, so uh, so the idea for me is whole, whole foods. So foods that grow, food that, uh, so plants, vegetables, fruits, animal meats, fish. For me, as long as it comes from... An animal, a plant, it's fine. As soon as it's processed, be careful. Um, the processing companies, the food companies in this country have lobbied uh, a lot, the Congress. And um, for some reason, the food that are, should not be food are considered as food in the US, where you're not allowed to have those foods called food in Europe, for example. Europe has got much stricter standards. Very strict. What's, what's acceptable as food, whereas I, by the way, I used to work for a chicken company, mm-hmm. and I and I know what what chicken made chicken nuggets are made from. Yeah. Stay away from chicken nuggets Just because stay away. <laughs> they they are not good. Um, we we we've been talking with Dr. Emma. Will you come back and see me? I'd love to come back and talk to you. You you are dynamic and wonderful. I, next time we talk, we want to talk about the um, uh, our food and the, the really the problems that we have with it, and that, that is causing more cancer mm-hmm. and, and other life threatening illnesses, autoimmune disease, um, a lot of a lot so of so much. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the, the food is a big part of the problem in this country. And if we can find ways to have better food in our plates, we're already eighty percent better in terms of our health. So if if that can be one of the focus, one of the message that we have today is pay attention to the food you eat. Eat with intention, eat with intuition, and eat with eat things that are a little bit more local, a little bit healthier, a little bit better for you. Do you subscribe to the theory of muscle testing when you go shopping? Um, I do muscle testing a lot, so yes. <laughs> Very good. And somebody, somebody's out there going, oh, muscle testing. What the hell's that? Well, you're going to have to wait till next time, and then we'll we'll delve into that as well, because I think it's very important. Very um, important. And because your body and your spirit and your energy, it knows a whole bunch more than you think it do. And oh, it, so it much can, more. It Our bodies are you. so smart. So so In, smart. Indeed, Doctor Emma. Anything else you'd like to add before we go? I think uh, I think I did great. Uh, we did great. I love we it. We did. We did. 
and and you're you're so captivating. I have to have you back because I could talk to you for hours. I really could. Uh, so awesome. Looking forward to it. Dr. Emma, go to uh, uh, sanclementivitality.com. Find out all about her, her work. Give her a call, and she'll talk to you about um, maybe a better way for you to be. And uh, with that, uh, thank you. And again. it's easy to be healthy. Have a good day. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> I think that's a bumper sticker. It's easy yep. to be healthy. So we'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another.